Sad Squash. Sad Squash Part Two and Rolling. <laughs> you didn't say action. You just said rolling. Action, rolling. <laughs> we open on a steady cam shot, framing a small clearing nestled within a forest of old growth pines. The low resolution and incongruous aspect ratio of this shot are our little hints that maybe we're looking at footage captured in the past. Framed in the center of our shot stands an adult man sporting a white lab coat and a luxurious ponytail whose length would in most circles be considered churlish. If anyone still had any lingering doubts as to the vintage of this footage, the man's incredibly skinny jeans, bedazzled Ed Hardy t-shirt, and Roland Emmerich baseball cap should put them to rest. Gang, we are looking at the year 2012. Wait, Roland Emmerich? Yeah. 2012 like it just is... says Roland Emmerich? Uh, <laughs> 2012 is kind of late for the Ed Hardy thing. That's so embarrassing. Yeah. Listen, when you're that not cool, it takes you a little while to catch up to the trends. It's, and in small towns, I feel like trends probably come a little bit later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> The identity of this stylish forest standing man is revealed to us as crudely digitally rendered on the screen is his name, Jeff Lynn, followed by his self-proclaimed profession, Sasquatch expert. And then, with a confident stride towards the camera, Jeff begins to speak. Tales and legends abound concerning the noble Sasquatch, the half-man, half-ape-like creature who reportedly inhabits this vast, uncharted forest. Jeff uh, gestures majestically at the forest. But which of these well-worn colloquial yarns are to be believed? And which are simply the bellicose wails of our fevered collective unconscious? The shot cuts abruptly here and then resumes from a new angle uh, with Jeff now slightly further away from the camera and facing a different direction. The industrial Hollywood cryptid horror film complex would have you believe that these bigs foot are rampaging beasts, as liable to tear a camper to shreds as they are to tear a hiker to shreds. The film cuts again. Jeff is now standing too close to the camera. But the evidence tells a very different story. Every single first-hand Sasquatch encounter that has been recorded is one of compassion, intelligence, and heroism. Far from terrifying monsters, these gentle giants could in fact maybe teach mankind a thing or two about learning to live in peace. And we cut to the present, to the wreckage of the Harry's tweeters, currently engulfed in flames. Tongues of fire lap at the sky above as our title card lowers into place. Dangerous times at Chillhaven High, colon, the Cybersquatch Imperative. Starring S. Lawson as Penny White, James Kettler as Zeke Lynn, Megan Stressman as Angela Atticus Jr., and Philip Stressman as every other person, human or otherwise. We see in the parking lot, out in front of the carnage, one Penny White, another Zeke Lynn, and a third Angela Atticus Jr all having just crashed to the ground following Angela's cool vine hook shot. Yeah. Uh, can each of you roll a d6 for me? 
I got a two, four. Six. Okay, so um, in descending order, uh, you your roles have determined uh, how well you landed <laughs> following the uh, vine breaking. So, wow. So two is good, right? <laughs> nope. Uh, so Zeke, why don't you describe, uh, how we find you and then we'll work our way down to Angela. Yeah. I think Zeke, uh, whilst mid slingshot here, Zeke, uh, was clinging to Angela's back like a little baby bear cub. Um, (laughs) and I think once the momentum halted, uh, Zeke was somehow miraculously able to just kind of like flip off her back like a gymnast and just like land in a perfect T pose on his feet. Our camera shows Zeke arms to his side in a perfect gymnast T pose. Huh? Wow. I don't know how I did that, but thanks, Angela. And then pans slightly to the left to show Penny White. Penny began this journey in the air attached to Angela's leg. And I think as, um, as she got scared in the air, she climbed up Angela's body like a little spider monkey and like latched on to her waist. So she landed directly on top of Angela because she was too scared to let go. So she, Angela probably landed on her arms, so her arms hurt pretty bad, but the rest of her's fine. Okay. And she's just clutched to Angela. Okay. So <laughs> directly <laughs> beneath Penny, uh, <laughs> we see the crumpled heap of Angela Atticus Jr. So I think after Zeke, uh, jumped off my back and Penny was climbing up me. Um, I would say that, well, Angela tripped a little bit, like as we were like going through the air, tripped on something and that's how we ended up on the ground. And Angela's vine arm is like all twisted up. Like, oh, <laughs> like uh, my hero academia, like uh-huh. <laughs> style. Angela, this is no time for lounging around. The freaking store's Ow. on fire. You think I'm just, lounging in the parking lot while everything's on fire. I don't know. You're lying down on the ground. Do lying see, down on the job. Do you see my noodly arm right now? Ew. Is, is Ew. safe? <laughs> I think Angela's Ew, can gonna, you fix that? I'm, let's see. Uh, Angela's going to try to concentrate really hard and like grow her arm back up into how it normally is. Okay. I think that that is... Um, that's not reckless. That's patience. So I need to be lower? If you're being patient, you want to roll under your number. Under. Yes. Oh, does everyone remember their number? I'm yes. three. Got a four. Yeah, Angela, you concentrate and try to uh, retract your mangled vine arm back into your body and back into arm shape. Uh, we So we see... We see your your arm. Was this your big arm, your strong arm? My big strong arm. We see your big strong like tree trunk arm, like with cords of branch and vine, almost like cords of rope, uh, just sort of like loose and splayed out, like like a hempen rope that's been like frayed and Bleh. split. Uh, and we see the concentration on Angela's face as she tries to return this arm to form. And we see her like shaking with physical effort before finally uh, there's a series of small popping noises and several pink flowers just bloom up and down the length of this <laughs> still mangled, limp mess of arm. Oh. Oh. We see Penny still attached to Angela's back. Her face is like buried in Angela's, like the back of her shirt. And she goes, that's beautiful. Thank yeah, it's you. really cute. It I is. Don't think, is that what you meant to do though? Not at all. Your, but your arm is still noodles. I, I think that I'm noodles. a little tired. So maybe after a little bit, I can get this thing back to its normal 
stand. Ugh, quit shaking it. I know, I can't help Ew, it. Quit it. But Ew. look, it's like doing the worm. Zeke, <laughs> <laughs> can you help me up? What? Oh, I guess. <laughs> um, how far away are the goons? From us. Yeah, so we see just beyond the three of y'all as you uh, attempt to write yourselves uh, with varying degrees of success, uh, we see past you uh, in this large, sprawling, like suburban main drag strip mall parking lot. The sign that you attached your vines to to bring you all here is right beside you. At the top of the sign, it says, you know, Harry's tweeters in big yellow letters on blue background. Uh, with a like cartoon icon rendering of a speaker with a smiley face wearing sunglasses. <laughs> but under that, you see like smaller signs for a few of the other smaller businesses that have space in this strip mall. Um, uh, Mr. Chumble Smiles Dentistry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really long answer. Uh, <laughs> insane Bolts Fabric Store. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And um, a Peloton gym. Sweet. Sweet. But I asked where the goons were. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so you all are right next to this big sign, which is at the back end of the parking lot, like right where it butts the road. Okay. The goons, uh, what's left of the goons, um, and the destroyed Humvees are all right up by the entrance to Harry's tweeters. So y'all are quite a bit, uh, quite a distance back through this mostly empty parking lot from the uh, scene of the crime as it were. Uh, to reiterate, you see these three black Humvees that sped past you on the highway earlier, now all wrecked up. Okay. You see flames coming out of the Harry's tweeters and a bunch of uh, disassembled science goons kind of scattered about on top of cars and stuff. Are there any people, like human people? Like people that were in the store, maybe? Yeah, You so uh, from where you are, Zeke, you're able to see uh, a couple of ambulances and fire trucks that have just arrived out in front of the store. Uh, you see some of the employees. Again, you're, you're pretty far out, but you're able to identify some of the employees by their trademark Harry's Tweeters blue polo shirts. Uh-huh. They, they seem kind of dusty, and uh, you see some of them holding their neck or arms, but no serious injuries that you can tell from here. Hey, y'all, should we... The, the Harry's Tweeters employees are over there. Should we go talk to them, find out what happened? Why don't y'all do that? Uh, my arm is a little um, scary at this moment. Yeah, you don't want to freak them out with mm. your flour noodles. No, I think they would run away after uh-huh. what they've just experienced. But uh-huh. how about I go over to the goons and see if I can like go through their pockets or what's left of them and see if there's like any briefings or anything to let us know why they were here. Okay. Okay. Let's go, Zeke. As the three of you make your way across this parking lot, closer to the scene of the incident, the specifics of the tableau begin to resolve themselves to you. And about halfway down the parking lot, y'all are stopped in your tracks. As you recognize, standing, talking to the banged-up Harry's Tweeter employees, the man in the ill-fitting suit... Meredith Indigo's right-hand man, Noah Langley, familiar to all of you as Meredith's fixer and generally the first on the scene when Indigo Labs has a whoopsie. You see him wearing his signature ill-fitting suit, 
that stops just a little bit too far up at his ankles and wrists, allowing his white socks and white shirt cuffs to uh, remain exposed. But he's wearing something else now, something none of you have ever seen him wear before. Uh, And in fact, you take a few steps closer just to make sure that your eyes aren't deceiving you because the man in the ill-fitting suit is wearing a clothespin on his nose. Hmm. That's weird. Zeke's going to take a big, long sniff of the air. (laughs) Zeke, you take a huge sniff of the air, widening your nostrils as wide as you can to gulp in all of these beautiful little molecules that (laughs) let us know how things taste that we haven't put in our mouth yet. And you smell, faintly, a smell that is both disgusting and familiar to you. (laughs) You smell the faint smell of rotten stinky cabbage. (laughs) Cabbage. What? Cabbage. You smell cabbage? I smell cabbage. I mean, yeah, there's cabbage in this store and it's on fire right now. Rotten cabbage. What does that mean again? Skunk ape. Skunk, right. Is that the same thing as Bigfoot? Not much is known. We're uncertain if if it is a Bigfoot who lives in a different region of the country or if it is a separate species entirely. But its biggest defining trait is the nasty musk of rotten cabbage that follows it around. Hence its name, the skunk ape. Do you think we should be calling your dad? (sighs) We got a Bigfoot. Now it seems like we got a skunk ape involved. This is his purview. You're like, eh, <laughs> thinking about what happened last time you are on a Bigfoot and your dad. As you'll have this discussion, your eyes still on Noah Langley. You see that he is holding a leash, which he tugs taut with a quick flick of his wrist. <gasps> and from behind one of these wrecked Humvees, you see the creature at the other end of that leash emerge. A broad, hulking figure makes its way into your view. You can see, even from this distance, the grease matting down the fur that covers its head and the parts of its body that are visible to you, which is not a lot of its body because most of its body is covered by an even more ill-fitting human business suit. You see the greenish tufts of greasy matted hair sticking out from the cuffs uh, of this business blazer and pants crudely fit on to the probably 400 pound mass of this ape-like figure. You see huge bulging eyes searching desperately across the parking lot and you see a jaw that has been replaced with one of cold mechanical steel. (gasps) And you see a little toddler harness wrapped around its shoulders connected to the leash that Noah Langley is holding. Oh my God, a skunk ape. That's what a did skunk they do ape. to you, you poor baby? Well, they're not usually wearing suits and they don't normally have a metal jaw. Why do you think they are leashing him around, walking him like a dog? They're using him like a tool, like an object in their possession. He's a living creature. Hush. Uh, you see the 
You see the skunk ape and Noah Langley look over at you, Zeke, and point. Ow! Zeke turns to... We're injured. Zeke turns to, <laughs> turns to Penny and says, uh, uh, it's, it's a living creature, Penny. Just because it's plants doesn't mean it's not alive. I'm sorry, sh- I insulted the grass. <laughs> How could I? We can't draw attention. Do you see what I look like right now? I know, I was trying to, I was trying to... They know who we are. Especially you, Zeke. I don't think that's true, necessarily. I'm dressed like E.T. <laughs> Angela looks back over at yeah. the ill-fitting suit man. Yeah, you see now he's holding up his phone and videotaping you all. See? Uh, and is saying something. He touches a <laughs> uh, like a big kind of chunky Bluetooth headset in his ear and um, says something into it. You're unable to make out from this distance. I can snap that phone out of his hand right now. No, Do you no, want me no, to no, use no, my no. little vine arm? Look at it! I could also just make him drop it and he won't even know that it's me. We don't oh, need yes. to like, we don't need to instigate shit with Indigo. We have a birthday party to get to! <sighs> we don't need to instigate shit with Indigo Labs right now, and I can't believe I'm the one saying that. But what about the skunk game? You're the one that drew attention to us. Yes! And you love the skunk ape. I do. I've never seen one in person before. Well, don't you think he should be free? He should absolutely be free. And, and it's cold and snowing. He's from the Florida Everglades. He's got to be freezing. Okay, then what are we going to do about it? Penny, take his phone. Okay. <laughs> so Penny is going to use her telekinesis to um, throw his phone on the ground and smash it. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, I think that this I think this is reckless. Yeah. We all agree with that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that you are an expert, so go yeah. ahead and give me two two reckless rolls. I need to roll higher than four. Yeah. Oh, you got this. You got this. We also need to get the skunk ape. We don't even know why, but we gotta. He'll be our our sidekick. He's four hundred pounds. A five and a three. That's one success. Okay, so Penny, you uh you reach out telekinetically to knock this phone out of Noah Langley's hand. We see Noah Langley with his arm outstretched holding this phone at the end of his arm, like taking, a, presumably videotaping you all. And you see his fingers like grasp as the phone just shoots right out of his hand like a slippery bar of soap or banana. <laughs> but it scatters across the parking lot in almost a direct line towards all of you. Ah. Uh, and he begins walking <gasps> towards you. Ah! Zeke kicks the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Penny, get his pants down. Pull his pants down. Yeah, because then he'll drop the leash of the skunk ape. Get the skunk ape. Get out of here. Excuse me. Excuse (laughs) me. Don't answer him. Don't answer him. Zeke pulls his goggles down over his eyes. You're standing in the middle of an empty parking lot. I can see you very clearly. I'm going to try and make his pants fall down so he falls on his face. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Zeke quickly pulls his goggles down and his bandana up to mask his face. Okay. <laughs> Angela just looked. I don't know. <laughs> Angela. Flopping a noodle. I can't, I can't really hide. I got antlers. I got a noodle arm. Penny, same roll. Five and a one, so another complicated. Okay. Yeah, Penny. Uh, so what, what exactly are you trying to do? <laughs> Pull his pants down so that he trips and falls on his face. Yeah, so he drops the skunk ape. Okay. Uh, once again, we see Penny. What is When you do your telekinesis, do you have like a little move or like a facial expression or something that Penny does? Normally I reach an arm out, which is very obvious. <laughs> and I'm the one doing it. <laughs> so we see Penny reach her arm out and point at, this, at uh, Noah Langley's belt buckle. Uh, and we see his belt just like like uh, in an old movie where they 
they uh, just reverse the footage to make something look like it's happening magically. <laughs> we see his belt just like undo itself and slip out of his pants, which then fall down around his ankles. Unfortunately, his gun holster was attached to that belt. So as soon as his pants hit the ground, we see his gun fall out of the holster, clatter onto the parking lot, and loose a shot in y'all's direction. Was it? Are you supposed to have like a safety on it? Jeez, oh, Pete's, man. I was trying to tell you that your pants were falling down. Yeah, we were just trying to. <clears throat> we were just trying to warn you that your your belt was loose. Stop it, friend. <laughs> and you fell in the parking lot and dropped your gun. With that, the swamp cabbage bionic man <laughs> charges at you all <laughs> with a loud guttural. <laughs> we see the swamp cabbage bionic man. <laughs> Uh, as he winds back his humongous hairy fist to strike one Penny White. Ah, okay. Um, we see Penny put an arm up. Penny is going to try and, well, she puts an arm up, but she's going to try and block the hit um, telekinetically and just stop his fist in midair to prevent herself from getting hit. Two and a one. That is a fail. Uh, we see Penny as this slow-mo ape man fist careens towards her face. It's greasy fur flapping slowly in the slow motion wind as it passes. And we see Penny concentrate and reach out a hand to try and telekinetically stop this beast's punch. Uh, and then we cut back into regular speed as this fist plows directly into Penny's face and knocks her three feet back onto the asphalt. Oh, Penny! Ow! Penny! We see Zeke approach the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Ape Man gently and slowly outstretch an unopened hand towards his big stinky snoot so that he can have a little bit of a sniff. Zeke says, hey, big stinky boy, it's okay. It's gonna be Okay, just take a little sniff. We're friendly, I promise. It's all gonna be, it's all gonna be okay. My stinky little cabbage man. We hear the sound of pistons shifting into place as the swamp cabbage bionic man's other robotic arm uh, shifts into gear and backhands Zeke 10 feet away across the parking lot. So we see Angela look back at Zeke and Penny sprawled out in the parking lot um, <laughs> just to like quickly glance back and see if they're okay enough for Angela to try to approach the Bigfoot and calm him down. Um, Angela's going to attempt what Zeke tried to just do and raise her, well, raise one of her hands. The other one is still a noodle on the floor. And she's going to walk over um, by the skunk ape and say, hey, buddy, we just want to talk just want to talk. Please don't hit me. Please don't knock me out like you knocked out my friends. The skunk ape, uh, his big bulbous eyes narrow as he studies you, Angela. Um, you see a, a quizzical look pass over his part ape, part man, part robotic face uh, as he tries to contextualize you. He does, He's never seen anything <laughs> like you before. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, after a moment, he says, um, Are you ape? Or man? Mm, n neither? I think? I don't know, really. It's a long story. 
He nods solemnly. <laughs> Are you ape, man, or robot? Like you. I do not know. It sucks, right? Yes, but Noel Langley is man. Noel Langley is boss man. You cannot hurt boss man. You like him? He's boss man. But do you like him? Cannot hurt the boss man. Does he hurt you? When Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man <laughs> is disobedient, yes. What do you do that's disobedient? Nothing. Nothing. Well, are you happy? Nothing. I'm good friend. Are you, are you happy there? Happy where? With the boss man. As you say that, Angela, we see uh, if off in the corner of frame, Noel Langley like scrambling to put his pants back on. <laughs> And uh, he stands to his feet, holding, like, kind of his pants gathered up in one hand. Uh, and with his other hand, he yanks on the leash of the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man. And he says, um, says, Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man, no! Wait, wait, Skunk Cabbage Man! Do you want to go with him? You, I, We will let you free! Just let me know and I will hurt Boss Man, but you'll be happy, I promise! The, the Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man gives you kind of one last look, Angela, as it lowers its gaze, and we see his shoulders slump down as he meekly kind of shuffles away to stand behind Noah Langley. And Noah Langley, the man in the ill-fitting suit, says, um, Listen, you three goons are lucky. I don't have the manpower to take you back into Meredith right now. Okay. This is an internal <laughs> Indigo Labs investigation. You all stay out of it. There is a dangerous beast on the loose. If you think that what Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man just did to you all was bad, you don't want to see what Cyber Squatch is capable of. I think we're it's the store burning, right? Like, I think we can see it, what he's capable of right there. Do you think we're afraid? We saw your underpants. <laughs> yeah, they're baggy and dirty. Yeah, they're who- prescription! <laughs> <laughs> you got prescription heart boxers like a cartoon character? There were three patterns I could pick between. It was the only one that wasn't specific to a religion I'm not affiliated with. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I've got enough on my plate already. I don't need you three goobers getting your noses into it. Okay, but our car got stole. Yeah, to and the car got stole. There's presents in it. And yeah. we got to get to a birthday party. Oh, I got to get to a birthday party. Listen, I, we don't want to be all up in your shit either, okay? Every second that, oh God, my head hurts. Every second that I talk to you, my day gets worse, okay? I don't. We don't want to be involved any more than you do. We just want to get our car and presents back. Terrific. Goodbye. Go to your little birthday cake party for nine-year-olds. We can't. We have to get the car and the presents. Are you what listening to me? What does that have to, to do with me and my swamp squatch man? Ugh. He, uh, he touches that big Bluetooth headset on his ear, and he says, uh, and don't even try to get in my head. And, and he don't like, even try to get in my head. Mock, you all, mock me all you want. We've got the technology now. You can't get in here. It's a steel trap. Penny, try to get in his head. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Penny's going to reach out with their telepathy. um, Just see if she can see what's going on in there. Yeah, we see Penny kind of like fumbling around as she's laying down, rolling over to get to a pocket. (laughs) She looks like a little meatball on the ground. Ties her sash around her head and like scoots around so her head's facing him. Reaches out with her brain. Yeah, we see uh, we see Penny uh, reach out telepathically to try and, as she's done so many times before in so many other circumstances, try and uh, observe the inner workings of Noah Langley's mind. 
Except, Penny, when you get inside of this dude's brain, the only thing you see is an empty white room, at the center of which is a crude pixelated 3D hologram of Meredith Indigo waggling her finger and saying, no, no, <laughs> no, no, oh my God, no, 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 no. I see Penny snap back and rip the sash off her head <laughs> and say, that is really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Now listen, I've got survivors from a serious incident to go and debrief. So you all run along to your little cake bash and stay out of my flipping hair. We'll see you soon. Come on, swamp cabbage bionic man. <laughs> and he yanks the leash uh, and starts heading back towards the Harry's tweeters. Bye, skunk ape cabbage bionic man. I don't mind that you smacked me in the chest really hard with your robot arm. I might have broke a rib, but it's okay. I know you were just spooked. He he chances one last meek glance back at the three of you all before uh, returning to face his boss man. Oh, I'm so sad. I'm going to rescue that skunk ape. But we can't have him around your dad. Mm-mm. No, absolutely not. My father will sell him back to Indigo Labs and claim the reward money. How hurt are Penny and Zeke? Um, I got to move. I can try. Yeah, we want to. <laughs> well, I got a healing move. Up. I'm banged up. They're banged up. Oh, they're banged up. Um, yeah, so I can heal people. Okay. Um, yeah, you want to heal them? Yeah. Uh, so, same story. If you want to be an expert or prepared. Give me a flashback. Okay. We flash back to winter break when Sabre, Penny, and Angela are at the Chillhaven Municipal Skate Park and Animal Zoo. And Sabre's trying to teach Angela and Penny how to 3-6 no-scope. <laughs> that's just what it's called, 3-6 no-scope. Like 3-6 mafia? Yeah, 3-6 <laughs> no-scope. <laughs> Um, so we see Saber trying to teach us how to do this new move, and I think Angela is getting it pretty well. But then we cut over to Penny. I'm a baby deer. <laughs> Penny, don't. If you keep doing it like that, you're gonna hurt yourself. How do you control each leg individually? Mine do the same thing at once. And then we see Penny like fall backwards, kick the skateboard up, and <laughs> fall right on her elbow and crack no! it. It's not funny at all. <laughs> Are you okay? No, my arm is facing the wrong direction. Oh, fuck. That looks bad, Penny. Uh-huh. I'm going to try something. I really don't know if it's going to work, but I feel like I can do it. I saw my mom do it when I was in that fey world, but... you scary mom? Yeah, my scary mom, but it's okay. She's really powerful. <laughs> she can do cool stuff. It's all right. Okay, just hold your breath. And then Angela puts her hands out um, over Penny's elbow and just concentrates really hard on her elbow just going back into place. I can only hold my breath for 20 seconds. <laughs> and I think <laughs> there's like sun, like a beam of light that comes out of her hands and wraps around Penny's elbow and just like morphs it back into place. Ew. And it crunches up a lot. <laughs> oh, thanks. That worked? Yeah, Here, saw- just move your arm around a little bit. Mm, 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 you feel mm, okay? Mm. Yeah, I'm dancing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we cut back to now. Okay, so can I use two dice then? Yep. Okay. Tell me what you're trying to do and then roll. Okay, Angela um, is going to run over to Penny and Zeke and do exactly what she did when Penny got hurt at the skate park. So just um, she's going to have one arm out 
outstretched in front of Penny, and then one outstretched in front of Zeke. Ow! And you see you just drape your loose, busted yeah. arm over <laughs> Zeke's shoulder. Yeah, and uh, the same concept is, is supposed to happen, is Angel's going to concentrate really hard on this beam of light coming out of her hands, and um, because they're so badly banged up, and it's not just in one concentrated area, it's going to just engulf them. But that's just <laughs> my, my hope. So I, uh, I think this is patience. And I think that this is uh, expert. So. so it needs to be lower? Patience yes. is lower, yeah. A two and a four. So um, we see Angela outstretch her arms, one on top of Penny, one on top of Zeke. And that same light that she used on Penny at the skate park um, over winter break is what comes out of her hands right now. And the light is going to wrap itself around Zeke and Penny's body since, like, their whole body is damaged. It's just going to, like, engulf them in light. And then in a quick vanish, it's gone, and then they would be healed. <laughs> we see Angela uh, close her eyes serenely as she concentrates on generating the healing energy of Gaia and her beautiful forest. And we see uh, little green sparkly lights flashing out of her left hand. Uh, and we, we see these lights zip all around Penny's form as her, any wounds and cuts and stuff that she's got on her uh, instantly heal before our eyes. And we see Zeke then, our camera cuts <laughs> to the other noodly arm draped around Zeke's shoulders. And we see green sparkles emanating from this busted tree hand and spinning around Zeke's head and shoulders. And then we hear a little pop and we see one of those pink flowers grow out of the top of Zeke's head. <laughs> oh! I'm a Pikmin. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if I healed you or just put a you flower on you. You for sure didn't. You. I can feel my rib is definitely still broken. Mm, um, we'll try again in like an hour. Okay. Maybe I just... Maybe just use your good hand next time and not your noodle arm. <laughs> Noted. So where do we even begin to look for Cyber Squatch? Uh, I don't know. I, I really want to talk to one of the employees, but that freaking guy. I mean, if we can't get closer up there, why don't we just have Penny read the thoughts of the people that have witnessed this? Oh, that's true. They probably don't have that cool Bluetooth earpiece, huh? Penny, just read one of the staff's minds. You look like you're in a lot of pain. Yeah, my just rib really tight. hurts. Just sit tight, quit it's talking. It's kind of hard to breathe. Yeah, yeah don't stop, stop, yeah, talking. stop talking. Okay. Just take a take a minute to yourself. Okay. Penny's gonna whip out the blindfold that she angrily ripped off and put it back on and try to reach out with her telepathy to um, an employee she sees just kind of standing, like looking around at the destruction around them and see if she can figure out what happened or like uh, read their thoughts to see what the Bigfoot did. Uh, okay, great. I think this is patience. I think you are an expert, so go ahead and give me two die rolls. Two dice rolls. Two dice. Success, success. Yay. One and a three. Sweet. So we see Penny don this sash, reach out her arms before her in a very mystic and theatrical way, and we see the concentric rings of mind power emanating from her third eye pew, pew, pew. Uh, as she attempts to invade the living mind of one of the survivors of the Cyber Squatch attack on Harry's tweeters. Uh, you see a dazed-looking individual, Penny, and when I say see, I mean psychically see. 
you you psychically see the dazed psychic form <laughs> of uh, an individual seated on the curb right outside of the front of the store. And you concentrate your psychic power inside the workings of their mind. Inside their mind, Penny, you find yourself standing before a memory, playing out before you like a rapidly cutting short film. You see this person drinking coffee, waving to their coworkers as they begin their day. You see them explaining the difference between two video game consoles <laughs> to a grandma. <laughs> to a grandma? Yeah. And then you see an invisible force knocking everything off the shelves around them. You see flames erupt and chaos as people run and scream. Uh, and then you see an unseen figure carrying a huge armload of speakers and sound cards walking out through the automatic sliding glass door. You see through this memory, this Harry's tweeters employee following impotently as we watch this still invisible figure load all of this stolen stuff into the back of a 2020 black Range Rover, slam the trunk, and then peel away, leaving the wreckage of the Humvees and the store in their wake. All right, we see Penny snap back to reality, break from her trance, um, rip off her sash and say, yeah, that was Bigfoot. He got what he needed. He set it on fire and then he drove away in your car, Angela. So at least we know we were right about what happened. Did you see the direction that he went in? No. Great. Did he? What, why was he here? What did he do? He just came in and took a bunch of electronic equipment and left. What kind of electronic equipment? Um, it looked like he just had some speakers and sound cards. Speakers and some stuff. <laughs> Why would he need that? Why does he need a bunch of speakers? Is he putting on a concert? That's exactly what I was thinking. That'd I wouldn't be, be surprised. Cool. He seems really cool other than the fact that he doesn't want to be my friend and he took your car. And he blew up a store. Actually, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, where, I mean, Zeke, where would a Bigfoot go? But why would you know that? Why would you know where, where a cyber squash would go? I don't know. Are you just talk? Are you just talking out loud to yourself, or am I meant to answer these uh, questions? I don't think you're meant to answer them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have a car. I don't have a phone to call an Uber. Might mm, mm, we're thinking about getting your dad involved, but I don't want to get Jeff involved. Not yet. He's probably the one who sold both of these hominids to Indigo Labs in the first place. Yeah. Um, we could take one of these cars and Penny gestures to the Indigo Labs cars. Penny, that's a great idea. Thank you. Alright, let's go check if any of these will start up. Is there one that's like beat up but upright? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see, uh, of the three black Humvees, two appear to have been directly in the radius of whatever blast Cyber Squatch caused, and those two are wrecked. One side of each of them is absolutely eviscerated, like it's been hit by a roadside IED. Uh, the third um, has the windows exploded out and some superficial damage to the chassis. But other than that, it looks more or less operational. Angela's going to go over to the Humvee and open the door with her non-noodle arm, crawl in and look for the keys and see if they're in the ignition. Okay. Give me a uh, give me a reckless roll. Okay. Um, I don't think you would be an expert or prepared, would you? I can drive. You can drive. <laughs> so therefore, I should be. But an you're not an expert at sneaking, 
uh, or stealing cars. Your antlers. Mm. So I think just one die, reckless. Uh, what you're, so to clarify, what you're rolling for right now is like not just to find the keys, but also not get caught. Okay. A five? So that's reckless. That's reckless. That's good. That's, that's good. That's a success. That's, that's, good. Good. A, that's a complete success. Yeah. Sweet. So we see Angela kind of slinking across the parking lot, trailing her big tattered arm behind her. And she's going to go over into the um, passenger side that's facing away from all the chaos that's happening. So Angela gets in the car and sees that the keys are in the ignition and then is going to just turn them on to see if it starts up the car. Angela, you see the keys in the ignition of this Indigo Labs military Humvee. You turn the keys and you hear the engine roar to life. As it does, a million lights light up inside of this cockpit-esque driver's seat. The brightest of which light is the sonar-looking display screen directly in the dash of the car, which is currently displaying in a bright neon green a grid map of the city of Chilhaven. On this map, you see a bright, blinking red light a little ways up the road. (gasps) This must be where the cyber squash is. Okay. Angel's going to jump over into the driver's seat, and then she's going to, with her noodly arm, and so it's still noodly, but she is going to take the arm, and it's going to vine around the steering wheel just mm-hmm. so that it's not flopping around sure. and stuff. So. <laughs> you can be 10 and 2 with one arm. Yeah. yeah. So I'm um, just holding on to the steering wheel with her viney arm, and then she is going to skirt over to Penny and Zeke. And as she pulls over, doesn't even need to roll down the window because the windows are blown out. And she's going to turn to them and say, get in really quick. Okay. Penny's going to scoop up Zeke and throw him in through the window Whoa! and then hop in the car. Okay. <laughs> even as y'all are uh, throwing Zeke in and preparing to get in the car, you see that the man in the ill-fitting suit and Swamp Cabbage Bionic Man have spotted y'all, heard that engine roar to life, and are currently, along with the surviving Indigo Lab science goons, running in your direction. Go, go, go. Angela's going to floor it, but as she's driving away, she's just going to say, bye, losers! (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and you all peel off in the direction of the homing beacon. Okay, well, we should be close to wherever this red dot is. Um, So keep your eye out for, I'm thinking, a huge monkey. Ape. Ape? Ape. Ape. Monkeys have tails. Okay, thanks, Zeke. Just keep your eyes peeled. And we cut to an exterior shot of the busted Humvee as y'all pull into yet another parking lot. This one, much smaller and even emptier than the one that you've left. Uh, This parking lot belongs to a single business, which occupies a small single-story brick building set a little ways back from the road. The sign out front reads, Beyond the Gibbering Veil magic and occult supplier. Mm. You do not see a black 2020 Range Rover and you do not see a big cybernetic monkey man. Is the red dot still on the map? The red dot is still beeping directly inside of this business. Okay, we gotta go in. You wanna go into a business that says blah 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 occult something or other? Yeah, we deal with occult stuff all the time. This is probably where Flo buys her arrowroot powder or whatever. Did y'all even know this was here? No. No. I don't go shopping for occult supplies much. I used I to just take stuff from Flo. Yeah. All right, well, how about y'all lead the way? 
still, I am very scary looking. So I think that it's easier on everyone's eyes if y'all just take the lead. Okay, I think I got this one. Somebody help me up. <laughs> Penny is already out of the car and shut the door. We cut to a shot inside the store looking out through the, the front door as Penny pushes through and we hear the little bell ding. Penny's really excited to be in this store. It's a really cool store. Yeah, so Penny, uh, as you look around, we all, the audience, we can all see inside of this store. Um, it is a small shop, tightly packed with kind of low shelves. There's a counter at the far end across from you, past all of these shelves full of different dried herbs and pouches and grimoires, animal skeletons sitting around little tables with mushrooms on them, taxidermied insects and what have you. Weird uh, shit in jars. Yeah, yeah, things floating in jars, that kind of thing. Uh, and you see uh, at the back of the store behind this counter, a guy in a slightly open Hawaiian shirt wearing a gold chain with orange tinted aviator glasses uh, and a brunette uh, kind of longish pompadour haircut uh, <laughs> leaning back in an office chair, drinking from a water bottle and poking around at his computer. And uh, the proprietor notices you coming in and gives you a wave and says, uh, hey, what's up? Welcome in. Hi. Um, I've actually, I've never been here before. Um, it's a really cool store. Thanks. Um, this is kind of a weird question, but have you seen a Range Rover here today? I'm just, I'm looking for a friend and they're driving a Range Rover and we, they sent us their location. It said they were here, but there's nobody here. I don't, I don't see them. He, he straightens up a little bit and he says, uh, oh, no, uh, no, nobody here. Nobody here but me. It's been, uh, it's been a really slow day. So I, uh, it, I yeah, I don't sell Range Rovers. Yeah, so. well, good to know. I won't be buying one today. Can um, I say at this point, Zeke and Angela make it inside. Sure. We hear another ding uh, from the the door as Zeke and Angela. I feel like we try to come in at the same time. Ow! God, my rib! Why can't you just let me walk in front of you? You can. You just jammed yourself against me in the door frame. Sorry about that. Um, we're just gonna like take a look around for a bit, so don't don't mind us. Oh, okay, great. Uh, let me know if you have any questions about anything. You seen a Sasquatch today? Shut up, Zeke. Just go look at the fun stuff in jars. Give me a second. Okay. Um, Penny's gonna walk behind Zeke over to the stuff in jars aisle, and um, <laughs> she's gonna try and read his mind to get the actual truth. Okay, give me another roll. What did we? Uh... I don't think this one is reckless. This one seems patient because you've sort of actually been approaching this in a mm -hmm. not a hectic way. Uh, so I think patience and I think uh, expert because you're an expert mind reader. God damn it. Two fives. So is that a double damn. failure? Yeah. Okay. Penny, you attempt to surreptitiously read the mind of this occult store proprietor. Uh, you focus on placing your consciousness inside the consciousness of the store proprietor and attempt to glean from his mind whether or not he has, in fact, seen a real Sasquatch today. As you feel, Penny, your focus and your consciousness drift over into the mind uh, of this store proprietor, you feel something strange. You feel almost a drift in your psychic projection as you do when you're astral projecting. And you find yourself with a flash, not inside the mind of this store proprietor, but standing on the edge of a cliff, looking out over Lake Obelisk. The sky is jet black. 
and the forest around the lake is so darkened you can barely make out the trees. But you recognize that you are not on the familiar Chillhaven side of Lake Obelisk, but on the far side, the side you've never actually visited. You sense over your shoulder a looming figure and glance to see a massive Gothic manor. And then your attention is grasped by movement out on the island in the center of the lake on which the titular obelisk rests. Penny, you see a handful of cloaked figures, their faces invisible to you. But you can tell even from here that all of them are focused directly on you. you snap back into your body inside beyond the gibbering veil. Ah. What ha- what happened? What did you see? Mm, nothing in his head, but something in mine. Okay. Um so what what now? Okay. I'm going to go over and get some information out of him. <clears throat> and Angela like flips her hair really quick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like we hear some smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> and then looks over um, to, what's his name? You haven't heard his name Oh, yet. I didn't oh, yeah. ask. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to walk over to the clerk of the, Angela's going to walk over to the clerk of the store, dragging her arm behind her. <laughs> walking. She's trying to be cute, though. So she's walking over, but her arm is just <laughs> flailing behind. And then she's going to walk up to the counter, put her arm on the counter, and then rest her head in her arm and say, well, hey there, I'm Angela. What's your name? Hi, Angela. Iggy Szynski's the name. <laughs> That's why I didn't ask. <laughs> Iggy Szynski. <laughs> Angela says confidently. <laughs> is there like a comic convention or something going on? Like well, see, your outfit's really cool. Thank you. Your friends is a little low effort, but know, and he points know. at Zeke's flower. <laughs> Zeke doesn't hear. Zeke's just like looking at something in a jar of flour flopping around. Listen, my my friends and I were going to a birthday party and something really bad happened. We lost our presents because someone <gasps> stole our car. What the fuck? I'm, oh, excuse my language. Oh, but, it's okay. Oh, good. That fucking sucks. Yeah, it really does. Um, but then I found out that it was just... My husband playing a prank on me, and he stole what? my car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I point. <laughs> I, I point to Zeke, not him. So yeah, my my husband. He's about this tall, and Angela like raises her hand up, and like, and he's kind of hairy. Um, uh, hairier than the average and um, (laughs) he's got some like robotic parts on him as his costume today for our party that we're going to and he told me he was stopping by here with my card that he took Um, and he have you seen him? Have you seen my husband? (laughs) Have you seen my big hairy husband? (laughs) Uh, You see uh, you see Iggy Szynski (laughs) straighten up now and you see his countenance change and he says um, I know that you have interrogation techniques but I'm not saying anything 
Wh- I what? know who you work for, and I know what you're after. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're whoa, not whoa, getting whoa. anything out of me. Whoa, 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 wait. whoa, wait, 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 wait. Angela's looking Who do you think around. we work yeah, for? Yeah, who do you think? <laughs> I know how this goes. Somebody has an encounter, and then all of a sudden, the men in black show up to make sure they keep quiet about no, it. No, 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 Have you seen a hairy robotic creature? How no, stupid no, do you no, think no, no, I am? It's my listen, husband, Listen, Jerry. listen, I stole stupid. a car from the men in black, okay? We're independent of... We're 16. Listen, a big half metal Sasquatch stole our car. We're just trying to find our car back. We don't even really care about the Sasquatch. I mean, we care about him because it seems like he's had a hard life and I kind of want the best for him. But we're not after the Sasquatch. We just want a freaking birthday presents. It's my boyfriend's birthday. I got him a very sentimental present. I am not a good gift giver and I need to get to his party so I can give it to him. As Zeke is saying all this stuff, Penny. By the occult book section, you see a framed photograph, and our camera zooms in slowly as we recognize, and Penny recognizes, the gothic manner from the vision she just had. In this black and white photograph, there is also a man with a thin little mustache and broad shoulders, wearing a black hooded cloak, standing on the grounds outside of this manor. Angela. While Penny notices that photograph, you notice someone unseen exiting through the back emergency exit of the store. Um, someone just went out the back door. I thought you said no one was in here. You'll have to get through me to get him! Angela jumps over the counter. <laughs> <laughs> Penny's gonna rush over and grab the picture, then rush over, hop over the counter behind Angela. Thank you! Sorry! See you later! Zeke's just standing there, like, holding his ribs. Uh... Listen, man, I'm not I'm not gonna jump over the counter. I'm just gonna go out the front door and like meet them around back. Uh cool to meet you. You seem like a really interesting dude. This is a cool shop. Fuck you, suit! I hope you get what's coming to you. Whoa, all right, all right. Listen, I'm gonna be back and I'm gonna buy some of these posters and some of this stuff in jars, and I am not a man in a suit, I am a boy. (laughs) With a a big costume and a flower on my head. Um and I know that we're in an adversarial thing right now, but I hope to be your friend in the future. We hear, goodbye. We hear Penny scream, Zeke! Yeah, I'm coming! And Zeke goes out the front door with the, with the ding of the bell. Yeah, as you go out the front door, you see Angela and Penny chasing after Angela's car, which is speeding away. You also see two fresh Humvees approaching from the other direction. Whoa. Oh, shit. Geez, oh, geez, oh, Get in the car. Get in the car. All right, let's go. Uh, Angela is just gonna pick up Zeke and throw him over her shoulder. Oh, and ah, I'm you sorry. Didn't mean to do that. You're just you're so helpless right now. Come I'm on. really not. And then Angela just takes off and runs towards the car. We see Angela throw Zeke into the car. Uh, Angela and Penny jump into the drivers and passenger side, respectively, and. We see the wheels spinning and smoke blowing off of them as Angela revs this Humvee into gear and rips out onto the highway, cars beeping at her as she heads in pursuit of the Cyber Squatch. We see these two fresh Humvees also accelerate to give chase. And now, ooh baby, we got a three-way car chase going. Oh, frick, are those freaking Humvees behind us? They are. Uh, I don't, we don't need more Indigo Labs people involved in this situation. They're only going to make it worse. Penny? Mm-hmm. Wait, no, hold on. I got this. <laughs> Wait, what are you going to do? Zeke's going to stand up and poke his head and body through the sunroof. Little flower. Um, 
he is, as part of his cowboy costume, he has an old-timey gun holster on his on his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that holster is his compacted sound cannon. Ooh, okay. Um, so he's gonna take out his. He's gonna pop out of the sunroof, take the sound cannon out of his out of his holster, hit the button to extend it and rest it on his shoulder, and he's gonna fire a blast of sound at the two Humvees giving chase. Great. So I think this is uh, absolutely reckless, uh-huh. uh, yeah. but I do think you were prepared because you done brought the dang thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so give me two reckless rolls. What's your number? Two. Oh, you. <laughs> I'm good at being reckless. <laughs> <laughs> That's a three and a four. Okay, beautiful. That's two successes. Uh, Go ahead and narrate this for me. We see Zeke's upper body poke through the sunroof, wind whipping his hair into his face as it blows behind him. He pulls his goggles down from his head over his eye. Uh, I think the flower on his head loses just a single petal, and we see it, like, whip back into the breeze in front of him. Uh, He raises his sound cannon to shoulder level, hits the button to extend it, barrel shooting out in front, barrel shooting out behind, resting on his shoulder, and he says, uh, Get the frick out of here, you nerds! And pulls the trigger as we see a huge cone of air leave the end of the barrel and fly towards the black SUVs behind us. And this cone of air connects with those two black SUVs, throwing them each to one side of the road. <laughs> oh, oh, it hurts to laugh. We see Zeke, fists raised in the air, celebrating his destruction of these two Indigo Labs Humvees. The Indigo Labs garage is gonna be looking pretty sparse by the end of today. (laughs) But Zeke, your moment of glory is short-lived as you turn now to face the car, not pursuing you, but being pursued by you. And you see extended from the driver's side window, a robotic arm out of which a small missile clicks into place and with a launches itself directly at your Humvee, exploding on impact. Um, interesting. According to my notes, the Swamp Candyman is most easily identified by his horrendous stench. Perhaps having olfactory senses is the next logical step in my evolution. I'll need a large sample of human noses. So much work to do, I'd better get through these credits. Angela Atticus Jr. is performed by Megan Slessman. Penny White is performed by Bess Lawson. Zeke Lynn is performed by James Kedlar, who is also the composer for the original music on this podcast. Every other character, human or otherwise, is performed by Philip Slessman, who is also the podcast's producer and game master. Additional sound effects, provided by zapsplat.com. Oh, dang. Bigfoot Stole My Car was written by Paul Radajevic and is based on lasers and feelings, created by John Harper. Okay, I'm off to grab me some noses. Bon voyage. <laughs>